0: This is the Impact Report. I'm your host, Katie Ullman. The Impact Report brings together students and faculty in Bard College's MBA in Sustainability program with leaders in business, sustainability, finance, social entrepreneurship, and more. These conversations go live the first and third Friday of each month. This week, I'm joined by BARD MBA alum, Olivia Gossett-Cooper, and we're speaking with Sarah Kaus, founder and CEO of Swell.
1: Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and share your uh, experiences and knowledge and learnings and hopes for Swell um, and all that we know about it, and hopefully we'll get to know more about it um, during this hour. Thanks for asking me to
2: participate.
1: So I have done, I'll admit, a bit of research as being a sustainability MBA on Swell and some of your professional background. But for those who are listening who aren't as familiar, um, can you talk, just to set it all up,
2: a little bit about your professional background before Swell? Sure. So before starting Swell, I had a bit of a non-traditional background. I actually, my first job out of university was as a a CPA. So I was an accountant for Ernst & Young for two years in audit in Denver and then two years in tax in Los Angeles. Um, I went back to school and got an MBA. I went to Harvard for two two years for that MBA. And after school, I did consulting and then commercial real estate development. So I actually helped build laboratories for, for scientists. And all the while, I was trying to think of a business idea um, but I was really always working in other people's businesses before I was an entrepreneur myself. Well, so, you, so the bug was already there. You were already looking. You kind of knew that you wanted to do something on your own. I thought I wanted to do something on my own. I also thought it really needed to be a big, giant idea um, to have the the courage and the confidence to go off and do something on my own. My parents were both entrepreneurs, so I think I sort of had it in me, um, nature or nurture, you know either because of you know going to business school at the time that I did and, and seeing the entrepreneurs really being the rock stars of, of my world. Um or really even just growing up with, with parents around the dinner table talking about their small businesses, I think it it really got inside of me. But it took uh it took the better part of my career to really come up with the the idea and the, the uh I guess the the gumption to get out there and do my own thing. Cool.
1: Yeah, it definitely takes um some some nerve to get out there and do that. So it's it's great that you had some examples um and inspiration to go off of. Um so I actually brought up swell bottle in my capstone project for my sustainability MBA. Um, and I believe, you know, not to quote myself verbatim, but I said something around the lines of like, I showed a picture of swell bottle and then said, you know, if you haven't seen one of these, you need to get out more because they're everywhere. <laughs> and um, they're just not only created like a new area within the water bo- bottle market, but the way I see it created a new market entirely. Um, I attribute a lot of that, I think, to the design of the bottle. So I was really curious if you could take us back to that kind of eureka moment of the original swell bottle design, and, um, or if it you.
2: wasn't, or if it was a process, maybe. Sure. No, I'd love to. And, and by the way, I hope you got an A-plus on the paper. I would have given that to you if you used, <laughs> you used swell as an example. Thanks for, for calling us out in your paper. Um, you know, the Eureka moment really, really happened for me. I think it was a lot of moments that sort of all came together in one. So I think if I had to pinpoint the exact moment, I was hiking with my mom on a very hot summer day in Arizona um, with a single-walled water bottle that, that kept things cold for about two minutes. And I Sort of had this moment that I thought, you know, wouldn't it be great if there was a bottle that first of all looked better? but worked better at the same time. And I think that that was sort of the moment that I thought, maybe it doesn't have to be such a huge big idea, but it just has to be something that appeals to me in this moment as a customer that I could put my ideas and passion to. You know, I think there were a few moments leading up until that moment, I, I had learned about the great Pacific garbage patch and, and really understood, you know, the the amount of plastics that were being thrown away and not recycled. And I also had gone to a presentation about the water crisis and really started to think a lot about how how so many people on the planet don't have access to clean drinking water. So I had sort of these, these underlying themes of sustainability and then also you know, the importance of, of water as a resource that I was really carrying with me that day on a hike. But more than mm-hmm. anything, I think just being thirsty and hot was sort of the, that crystallizing eureka that made me realize maybe this is actually the business I've been searching for.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like being needing one of the basic necessities of life to get you thinking, you know, how could this be achieved more easily? So, um, that's that sounds cool. And, um, so definitely in terms of function, like you needed the water to be cooler for longer, but also the style of the bottle, like the shape itself, it's if you compare it to bottles that were available, be, you know, before 2010, it's just so different. Like it really stands out from the shape to um, the patterns and the colors. How did you, can you walk us through a little bit of the design process and how you achieve the ultimate design in uh, terms sure. of just so, the a- aesthetics?
2: Yes. So I was actually thinking with Swell that part of, of how the company was going to be successful was really to convert people that weren't using reusable water bottles. And so I wanted it to stand on its own as, as a fashion accessory or as, as a high design item that really not just worked, but really looked good. Um, I, so I had gone to University of Colorado for, for undergrad, and, and I had been a bit of an environmentalist myself. You know, my, my father, growing up was the first person on my street that had a recycling bin. And we were the first ones really to to recycle. And it was before they even picked up curbside, you know, out in the suburbs. We had to take it down to the the local dump and and sort it out. And (laughs) I had always sort of been a bit of, you know, um, an environmentalist. And then, you know, going to school in Boulder, it really got ingrained in me. But I realized that I was a bit of a special person, that I I didn't mind carrying a water bottle that looked like a camping accessory, you know, into my career. You know, I might not be proud enough to leave it on the boardroom table, When I was making a presentation, I would drink out of it and hide it back into my my bag. But, you know, at least it didn't bother me that it looked like I was still in Boulder, even when I was living in, you know, a a big metro area, like Los Angeles (laughs) or New York. But I thought, okay, if I could create a product that really looked like it belonged in the lifestyle of, of more people, and not just environmentalists and not just people that are, you know, sporty, but really being an everyday fashion accessory that people would grab in the morning with their cell phone and their car keys and their briefcase or their bag, I really thought that the look and the design was almost as important as the functionality to try to get those sort of non-users to become users and adopt the product for the first time.
1: And it really is like plays into, like you said, lifestyle. Like when I think of Swell, I think of a a lifestyle product more than anything. It's so much more than just a water bottle.
2: Thank you. We, we like to think that Swell is really a luxury lifestyle product. You know, it, it, once you have it, it's really hard to go the day without it. And you know, we hear that time and time again from our customers that really they've they've adopted the Swell lifestyle. And we've also heard from customers that that they almost feel a shared common bond with others when they see someone on the subway or at the gym or at work with the swell. And they almost uh, feel that they need to kind of wink or or say something to the other person because they realize that this is someone else that's adopted the swell lifestyle too.
1: That's so interesting. You know, if you have an emotional connection to something, then it's just easier to develop community around it. So that, that makes total sense. Um, I guess kind of related to that, did you, Use any user testing or market research when you were developing and continue to develop um, the swell bottle and brand?
2: I did. You know, we actually, I use uh, market research in the beginning. I don't know that I could have called it real market research because I was using friends and family and, you know, peer groups. Of course, now we're more sophisticated <laughs> right. and we use consulting teams and customers that we don't always, you know, know by first name uh, when we're doing our, our product testing and design testing. But, you know, in the early days, I read as much as I possibly could online and then tried to vet my hypothesis with, you know, either friends from business school or people in my network. Uh, one of the surprising things that I learned in the early market research is really just why people were using um, uh, reusable water bottles versus why people were consuming out of, you know, plastic disposable water bottles. And, and one of my theories going in was people, you know, especially in the New York City area, they were drinking bottled water because they thought that it was more pure but really, the, all the research that I did, and, and I don't need to tell this to you or your, your you know, your, your users, or your listeners. Um, but but really, the the water, the tap water in New York, is obviously so much better and more pure than most of the bottled water that that you can buy. You know, the the standards yeah. between the EPA and the FDA are completely different. And what I really learned in that early market research is is people aren't buying bottled water because of concerns about water quality. They're buying bottled water because of convenience. And thirst. It's a hot summer day, they're at the park, and they didn't pack water from home. And I think that was a big turning point for me because, in the early days of the design of the product, I thought the product really needed a filter and it needed to be a bit more technical. Whereas mm-hmm. I needed to quickly make a pivot and say, no, 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 the po- the product just needs to be beautiful, but it also needs to be um, insulated. It needs to keep things cold or hot or the temperature you want to enjoy your beverage at because that's why people are buying a drink on the go. So I think it being close to the customer, uh, you know even in those early days, and, and being able to be nimble enough to change course when – I was receiving information from that research that didn't really fit my, my first assumption was helpful. You know, fast forward eight years now that we're a bigger company, we actually do market research still thinking about new products we launch, but even for just new colors and patterns and making sure that, you know, what we're seeing and what we think the trends are going to be are validated by our customers and making sure we, that they really see themselves in, in the products and the patterns that we're coming out with.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, you you say eight years, and that doesn't – it sounds like, I don't know, for the, you know, success that you've seen so far and the growth, it doesn't sound like – it sounds like you've achieved so much in eight years, but it also makes me think that so much has changed in terms of technology and the way that you connect with consumers in eight years. I feel like is now, like, social media a whole new way of getting that data um, or customer data, because that's something that we talk about in our Sustainability MBA is,
2: like, that
1: kind of um, co-creation with the, with the customer.
2: It is co-creation. I like that term. Um, you know, social media has been a big part of Swell, and we've been lucky that you know, up until now the majority has been organic. You know, it's, it's been person to person. And the neat thing about Swell is it we really started around the same time as as. Instagram And people would like to put a picture of of what they're eating, what they're wearing, where they're traveling. And, you know, tucking us well into the picture and tagging us was a great way to sort of show that they were part of that lifestyle that we just talked about. But also, um, it showed us how the customer was using and consuming the product. So it was this perfect feedback loop of... Um, of the customer wanting to share and helping us, you know, really find new customers, but also allowing us as a brand to look into the lifestyle of our customers and saying, this is, this is what he or she is, you know, doing, eating, wearing, <laughs> visiting, and it right. really helped us think about, you know, we learned, for example, that a lot of customers were sneaking wine into their, their swell bottles, <laughs> and they were using them at music festivals and on boats and swimming pools and maybe places where glass bottles weren't allowed. Well, that was pretty easy for us to say. Well, you know what we should do is make a larger swell bottle. So we came out with um, the 25 ounce, which conveniently is 750 milliliters, which is entirely a, a, a bottle of wine. But you know, by by really paying attention to our customers, we didn't even really need to hear their words if we saw their pictures and read their captions. Um, and you know, our, our our larger size, obviously, you can use it for a lot of water. But we know that customers are loving the fact that they can sneakily bring. A bottle of wine and and make their summer picnics a little bit more adventurous.
1: Oh, absolutely! My my older sister included. She's a she is a big uh, fan of that bottle. <laughs> <So> <laughs>
2: I've
1: seen that firsthand. That's um, great. We've it, yeah, she she loves it. Um, and so we we've talked a bit about how you know we you've gotten some data and getting the bottle into people's hands. I'm curious about a little bit about your. Um, stockist strategy you know in terms of where people can actually buy these bottles so I just remember being in a small small town in upstate New York and there's I think like four stores in the entire town and I started seeing small bottles around I went into this one little store it was the cutest store out of all the four stores in the town and of course there were like two small bottles available there and I was just like blown away at the stockets and I'm really impressed and was curious about your like launch and then growth stockist strategy.
2: Mm-hmm. No, that's a great question. I have to say, ever since the, the beginning days of Swell, when I was the first employee, the only employee for the first few years, I really wanted to make sure that the product was sold in places that I would be proud. So just like you walking into that small store saying, wow, there's there's two Swells here in the middle of nowhere, but it's a lovely display in a lovely store. Um, I really wanted to, to, to use the product placement as some of the uh, branding and sort of the 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 premium uplift of the branding of the bottle. So I didn't have a background in in marketing or luxury goods, and I also didn't have a budget really to tell the Swell story. But I thought if Swell was on the best – Store shelves, and also had you know either a store owner or a shopkeeper that was really helping tell the story of the brand you know the, the fact that we were you know a sustainable company on a mission and giving back to places like UNICEF you know, if we really had someone that could help tell that story and show the product on the shelf in a luxury, beautiful way, you would think about the product differently, hopefully buy the product but use it in a different way than if you had just seen the product you know, crammed onto a, a mass market shelf with a bunch of other water bottles and you were thinking you know, it's just like every, every other water bottle vessel. So in those early days, I really thought carefully about every single store and what the assortment was going to look like. Um, my first year, I actually went to 17 trade shows myself, so trade shows where, where um, small retailers would actually come in and pick the products themselves. So I actually had a personal relationship with every store. Um, you know, at the same time I was getting into those small stockists, I was working really hard behind the scenes to try to be in the big luxury store. So it took a couple of years to convince the Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom and Saks Fifth Avenue that we really belonged on their shelves. But the neat thing was in those first early years while I was trying to convince them, I was able to work with the smaller stockists to really learn a lot of lessons about um, – how to sell and and what packaging should look like and you know make some of those easy mistakes when we were only selling you know one or two bottles before we got into a big you know nationwide luxury key account where we we sort of had to have our act together a little bit more so it was sort of lucky that we started out small and could make the mistakes and and work with you know customers right. that were more forgiving because then by the time <laughs> we did get into Bloomingdale's and you know now they're a great partner and we've done a bunch of holiday Windows. We just did um, the Bloomingdale's Ramadan window over in the Middle East, and we have a whole department, you know, here in New York. Um, we we look like we had our act together, um, but it took us a little bit of uh, trial by fire, really, to get that perfect.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, I just remember seeing them in, like, the, the cutest stores at, at first and now everywhere. So I definitely, your strategy certainly worked on this on this customer. <laughs> Great. Well, um, thank you. Glad to hear it you know you you talked a little bit or mentioned a little bit about that uh, sustainability aspect of your story and um the story in general as well and i was wondering you know as as a something that we learn in our sustainability MDA, and just as somebody working in the space of consumer sustainable consumer products in general it's kind of it's hard to walk that fine line between Talking about sustainability, but speaking to people who don't, where the value of the product maybe isn't totally about the sustainable aspect of it. So, for example, like with Swell, we, taught, we were saying that it's more about design and functionality, uh, keeping it cold and hot, um, but there's definitely a sustainability aspect. How do you kind of walk that fine line in terms of the storytelling and marketing and branding?
2: You know, that's a great question. I would say this is something that I've really had to learn and hone the message over time. You know, At, at Swell, I like to say we're, we're light green and not dark green. and, and <laughs> we're, we're green all the way through, and we certainly have a green heart. But with Swell, we really had to think about starting with something that's designed very well and something that's, that's beautiful, and it, it appeals to a broad swath of, of the consumer base. But it has the goal of getting more people to use it because of the, of the look and the function and the look and the feel and really what it does for you and how you feel about it. And because of that, we've got more and more users that are using the product. And the outcome is that it's more sustainable and it's better for the planet. And, and I would say that in the early, early days of Swell, if you, if you looked at my first press package or my first website or my first you know, pitch to stores, we were a lot more... Um, green and sustainable in our in our messaging. And and the reason I say that is I, I literally had pi- pictures of the Great Pacific garbage patch and um and said, you know, I was I was sort of shaming people and did, do you know how many bottles are thrown away every day? Do you know how mm-hmm. much plastic is in the ocean? Do you know how many how many birds are ingesting this? Um, and at the same time I was telling the story about um you know at the time I started twelve was oh it was almost a billion people that don't have clean drinking water access and sanitation education. Luckily the numbers have, have gotten better over the years and, and you know, the, the type of partnerships that we've had with UNICEF of the world, but but I was literally using these data points in my marketing, and what I realized is I had to f- to flip that upside down. I really had to do a pivot in the marketing and say, this is a beautiful product that's really well made, and it's going to keep your drinks cold for 24 hours and hot for 12, and it's part of your lifestyle, and by the way, this is an easy way for you to do something that makes the planet and the people of the planet better off. And so it it was hard for me really to think that, wait, why why doesn't everybody care about the sustainability message? Why doesn't everybody (laughs) want to save the children that don't have clean drinking water? However, what I had to realize was I couldn't lead as if I was a nonprofit. I had to lead as if I was a luxury product maker, but also on a mission to get more and more people to adopt the product and then have a bigger impact.
1: And you mentioned the partnership with UNICEF, which is great and definitely, you know, helping reduce those numbers that you were mentioning. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about what led to the partnership with them and, and some of the other community efforts?
2: Oh, sure, absolutely. You know, I, ever since the beginning of Swell, really had the idea that this was a, a company on a, on a mission to give back, and not give back later on when we were a big corporation, but give back from the very first products that we sold. And uh, my desire was really to create as much impact as possible. And by partnering with organizations like UNICEF, um, they have the ability to have the boots on the ground to, to put the projects together. So this year and, and last, we've been working on a project with UNICEF in Madagascar, Madagascar is actually the fourth hardest hit country when it comes to the water crisis. And at the same time, they didn't have a lot of big corporate sponsors that were, were making projects happen there, just given, um, given the challenges uh, geographically of, of getting there. And so we partnered with UNICEF um, and Swell's bringing clean drinking water uh, to 500,000 people and at the same wow. time doing education and sanitation and really helping you know girls stay in school and moms have vocations outside of the home and not just fetching water and and thinking about that for the majority of the day. Um, And it's just been such an amazing partnership that that our customers, you know, that care about this feel that, you know, by making a a purchase of a swell, that they're contributing to something positive. But we can also share this really impactful message over – over time that, you know, more than a half a million people are actually getting this access to water. And it's sort of this, this really positive message loop um, that we feel that we're contributing to. And there's just, there's so many other good things that Swell works on. And again, we, we really have to lead with the product, but our customers are so smart and they really do research and they care about the authenticity of the brand. They dig in and they really find out the good things we're doing. And then th- our customers really become the brand advocates telling their friends and family members, hey, this isn't just a bottle that, that's beautiful. It's really on a mission to change the world. Can't go wrong with that.
1: Great products, doing great things. That's, that's wonderful. Um, oh, great. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, and it, I, you know, heard that some of the success at Swell is definitely attributed to the fan base and, and that was built a lot by word of mouth and being in those boutiques that we talked about. Um, I was wondering how you keep this momentum going Going and growing, and uh, especially now, with of course, that comes with success is is copycats and new competition. Um, So, kind of in this new environment with all these new players,
2: how do you keep that fan base going and growing? That's a good question. You know, so keeping the fan base going and keeping our customers uh, surprised and delighted is something we spend a lot of time thinking about. Um, You know, we we really want to lead with our authenticity message. We want to lead with, you know, we, we are swell, we are the first. We're the original, but we're also right for, for the customer because we're always thinking about design and, and our innovation process. So when we think about design, we want to make sure that we're, we're actually sort of breaking the designs. You know, we're the ones that are coming out with the colors and the patterns for the new seasons really before customers even know that those are the, the colors and the patterns they're going to be looking for. So we've got a really fabulous creative team. They go to the Design Week in Milan and Fashion Week in Paris, and they really soak up what's going on to make sure that we're at the forefront of what's happening. We also have the pretty cool ability to work with um, other designers, and we do Uh, brand collaborations with with artists and and fashion designers and really try to keep the assortment fresh and keep our customers sort of surprised with what we're going to come out with next. But on the innovation side, we're also always thinking about what are the, the products the customers are either looking for or what do we think the customers would be looking for if, if they had a, a magic wand or a crystal ball. So we, we've come out with everything from you know, new tops and accessories for swell bottles um, all the way through to some new shapes, some new travelers and tumblers. Um, something we like to call the Roamer, which is a larger size, so you know we want to make sure that yes there's there are other products out there, but, but when customers are thinking about you know who who 's really breaking the mold when it comes to um, you know being the best and being the most innovative and being the most fun and fashion forward that they always think of swell because we 're working so hard behind the scenes to making sure that we 're on the cutting edge of that.
1: Yeah, totally. And it's it's hard to copy something that hasn't happened yet. And if you guys are always, you know, next and and putting it out there first, then you can't really can't really copy that. That's that's so cool. Thanks. Um Yeah. And, and you, you know, speaking of the tumblers and, and new product offerings, um, you was that part of? I I know that they're mostly in um, target stores. So I was wondering if that was like a retail um, strategy or if that was more of like a product strategy and where it should
2: go, um, or if you could
1: speak a little more to that expansion.
2: Oh, sure. So actually, the, um, the product that you can find in Target is a new line that Swell came out with in 2016 It's called Sip by Swell. So we right. like to think of Sip by Swell as our, um, our diffusion line. And it's, it's, some, it's a brand that we're really proud of it 's still part of the swell family it 's a little bit less expensive, um, but it 's really fun and playful. So the design aesthetic um, it 's still something you can pick for your personality, but it, it takes itself a little bit less seriously. So the designs might not be as as serious fashion. it might be just more fun. And what we've done with the sip line is we started with one size, just like we did with swell, and then we came out with a smaller size for kids and a larger size. Um, we came out with a coffee, sort of a coffee wide mouth that we um, we did last uh, that last holiday. That's actually been doing really well ever since then. So we try to make sure that we balance out the amount of creativity but also innovation that we bring to the sip line. But we really found that it was a way to extend the brand. And find new customers. So we know that some of our customers that shop the small boutique stores and the luxury stores are still shopping Target. I shop Target too. I think everyone uh, everyone loves a good you know a good rare find at Target. But at the same time, there are some customers that didn't know about Swell. And by finding the Sip brand for the first time and experiencing the brand, then they can find um, you know potential opportunities to look for Swell in their lives and maybe. Um, just be really part of the Swell family wherever they find us. So you we know, really wanted to create something for the mass market that would, again, increase our customer base. But by increasing the customer base, it gets us back to increasing the impact that we can have with our partners and the impact that we have on the planet for getting people to use, you know, a high-quality reusable water bottle.
1: Absolutely. And, yeah, I, I was curious, speaking of the uh, impact. Um, if there 's a way that you 've developed for for tracking the impact as well in terms of reducing plastic bottle consumption or waste um and you know if if so what what have you found if not um you know are
2: are you working on it or or just curious about your your you know what you found there That's a good question. We've actually been working on tracking the the waste but trying to do it with a meaningful message. So last year we started something called the Million Bottle Project where we're asking customers to take a pledge when they buy or or, are gifted a swell or a sip-by-swell bottle to take a pledge for one year to primarily use their sip or swell and to not use plastic bottles. And what we've found is that for every 6,000 bottles that we sell or every 6,000 individuals that sign up to take the pledge, we can conservatively save a million plastic bottles from being used. Hence the mm-hmm. name the million, the million Bottle Project. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and if you think about it, you know, S- Swell's actually sold – 16 million bottles over time, over, you know, our history. Um, Of course, we just started this project last year, so we haven't had all of those customers, you know, sign up to take the pledge quite yet. Um, But what we are doing is we're trying to get out there as much as we can with this messaging. And individual customers, you know, one-on-one when they purchase on our website can take the pledge. But more and more, larger corporate partners that we're working with are very interested in quantifying the impact that they're having either on their university campus, their corporate campus. Um, we're working with some hospitality partners such as Marriott. Um, we, we work with Starbucks and, and Target, as you mentioned. So some of the really big retailers are interested in doing this in their headquarters locations, but also thinking about how can they tell the story to their customers. So it's, it's a really neat moment of being able to simplify the, or the easy day-to-day impact that you can have on the planet. So you're not going to be able to personally get in a, you know, a boat or a plane and go clean up the ocean. However, you can change your day-to-day consumption and understand what that means from a math perspective of the impact that you're having on the planet. And then if you convince everyone in your family, everyone in your office, everyone in your yoga class to do the same, you can see how the numbers can add up pretty materially pretty quickly over time.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I mean, and you know, with millions of bottles sold that definitely and and seeing that around you know you you see other people carrying them, so you know you're not alone in the effort, which I'm sure is really helpful in the like getting people on board um, so we've you know talked a lot about the successes and and the startups and story to leading up to today, I can't imagine though that it was all easy and and pun intended swell. So I was curious if you could think of any like top um challenges that you've experienced that you that you'd want to share and that you've learned from.
2: Oh, so many. I probably could fill an entire <laughs> entire podcast or five with with challenges. Um you know, I would say that part of it is that Swell grew really quickly. And um, I think it's a a bit like drinking out of the fire hose, you know, not necessarily having uh, the right people or processes or systems in place uh, for the growth that we experienced was probably the biggest challenge. So we didn't have a uh, a good planning team, and in the early days, we sold out of every product we made. So the goal was just to make more, um, and sometimes we didn't have enough, and sometimes we made too many of the wrong colors. And um, you know, there was one Christmas, for example, that we were so busy on production that we sort of forgot to ship everything from the factory, and we had to do sort of planes, trains, and, and automobiles to try to get things out to the fa- to the customers on time. Time, um, you know, we, we definitely have had some bumps along the way with, you know, missed deadlines and deliveries. But, you know, I think it gets back to sort of that authenticity story we talked about, and just getting out in front of it and talking to customers and saying, "We're, we know you love your products, we're sorry we're sold out of everything right now, but we're, we're working as hard <laughs> as we can to make more." Um, and I, I think part of it was just having structure. You know, I, I started Swell because I, I was on a mission and. I wanted to change the world one bottle at a time. But because I didn't necessarily have uh, a business plan, a financial investor, uh, a board of directors I didn't always know the challenges that were going to be coming around the corner oftentimes the challenges would hit me you know smack in the head on a Tuesday afternoon at the time that they were happening um, and it was more of uh, uh, being a firefighter than being a real you know str- strategic CEO so I'm really proud of the team and the processes that we have now that we're a more grown-up organization but if only I could go back and put those things in place when I first got started I think the challenges would have been a lot more um, sustainable, <laughs> but uh, we got through yeah. it. Luckily, luckily we got through it. And you know what? Most most startups do. So uh, I I think it gives you character to to live through some of those hard times.
1: Definitely. I mean, yeah. I, I, like I said, I can't can't imagine it was all smooth sailing. So you definitely got through through a lot, um, and came out on a great other end. Um, it's just been so cool to to see what you guys come out with next um if you so taking those challenges into into account i mean i don't i don't think it's possible for any like you said startup to go through growth and, and to start up without some challenges um if you you know were to give yourself advice or advice to somebody who was starting up a uh you know design focused consumer product like swell, there's like one big piece of advice um, that you could give to them on their like starting day and admittedly it's slightly a selfish question because that's the route I'm going in hmm. um, what would be the like one one big one that you were like oh if i could go back and tell myself this i wish i knew this
2: i think if i was going to give one piece of advice to individuals starting out is is really to embrace the imperfect and try to hmm. ask for Advice and mentorship as as much as possible along the way I, I think part of my challenge with swell is that I tried to keep the imperfections and the challenges and the problems inside for too long and i didn 't always have the answers, but I also wasn 't willing to uh, put my my challenges out into the universe to find folks to help me with finding the problems. And I think as soon as I was exposed to networks of individuals from, you know, other startups and other companies and, and other organizations, that I felt safe and comfortable to say, here's the, here's the challenge I'm having with growth. Here's the problem I'm having with, you know, sourcing sustainable packaging. Here's, here's an issue I'm having with this one employee and how can, how can I get them to the next level? It, it really helped me. And it helps the organization go to the next level. But I think um, as individuals, sometimes we want everything to be buttoned up and perfect in in the world, and and sort of keep our you know keep our problems in the back of the house and not lead with them. But mm-hmm. but now that I I have. Um, i guess more more confidence in embracing that imperfection and and also you know a better network and a better team i have found that it really helps us blow through those those issues and those challenges to come up with the more perfect sort of um, future we have we have a fabulous team at this point and um, and I'm, I'm really lucky to have them but I would say even if you're starting out as an entrepreneur of one just to, to try to think about what are those gaps in your team or your skill set and how do you find individuals to take them out for a lunch or a coffee or even a 20-minute call to say you know this is who I am this is the startup that I have this is my company and here's my challenge how did you get through it I think if I I could give advice to people to really seek out others to help them through that time that it would really help um, sort of uh, hit the go faster button on some of the bumps that can come along the way with any startup.
1: I really appreciate your time today and your knowledge and stories that you've shared. This has been so wonderful and um, thank you.
2: Oh, well, thanks for being interested.
0: You can learn more about SWELL including their products and charity partners by visiting swellbottle.com. Join us for the next episode of the Impact Report on Friday, September 21st, when we'll be speaking with Sam Ahrens, Director of Sustainability at Lyft. For our complete lineup and other news, visit us at impactreportpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. The Bard MBA in Sustainability is one of a select few graduate programs globally that fully integrate sustainability into a core business curriculum. Learn more at mba.bard.edu.